You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, we're late again on Sunday coffee. Last week, we were, what, middle of the week? This week on Monday, Charlie was traveling again. We were going to just kind of dive into receivers this week. And so we decided we found a guy walking down Main Street. We found a guy right outside the Farm Bureau studios who was walking down the road. And we're like, hey, here's a guy that may know a little bit about wide receivers. And so Austin Williams going to join us. Austin, hey, appreciate you joining us. Of course, of course. Try to give a little insight, hopefully. That's good. Have you ever listened to this show? I've heard clips. You've heard clips of yes, it? Sir. Is it good? Is it decent? What do we need to work on? <laughs> you do a great job. You've been, you guys have been, you've been around here almost as long as I have. It's been a long time. Your recruiting process, just thinking back, who was who were the coaches that recruited you? So I had like uh, Coach Brian Johnson. He was quarterback coach for a little bit. I know him pretty well. Coach Gonzalez as my receiver coach. Obviously, I know him really well. And you know, Coach Mullen, you know, head of it all. So uh, <laughs> seen a lot of transition, a lot of change, but those are probably the original three I talked to. I hadn't thought about Brian Johnson in a while. Brian Johnson's been at probably like three places since since then. He's been about four schools since then, right? <laughs> wow. So we're not normally known for hard-hitting questions. You know Drew Windham. Very well. Uh, high school quarterback. Yes, sir. Who's better, Will Rogers or Drew Windham? <laughs> I got to go with Will. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> Drew, of course, a uh, friend of the show, Bart. He actually listens to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does he think we do a good job? Probably not if he's smart. That's that, that's true. All right, Austin, we wanted to uh, just to kind of get your thoughts and and not go too crazy with it. So what year is this for you? Is it like year six? Six, super, super senior. Cool. Well, hey, before we start talking about football, one of the things I want to say is, first of all, congratulations. It's been a while now since you won that, a few months now. But the Boyd McWhorter – and, and just looking back at Mississippi State history in male student-athletes. Are you going to explain what that is, yes, by the, the way? Yes, the Boyd McWhorter is the Student Athlete of the Year for the SEC, okay? So each school nominates male-female athlete. And Mississippi State has now won four in the male side. We won two in the female side, but four in the male side, okay? Burt Masters had to have been one. Burt Masters was the first one. Can you get the second one? Baseball? Baseball. Probably Jeremy Jackson. Jeremy Jackson was the second. We have a football award winner. That was Scott Westerfield. So you're the first football, true football player to win it. Oh, kickers a shot at kickers already. No, I mean, but Westerfield been hanging around Leach too long. Westerfield's a good guy, but Westerfield won it. So it's the first time in a while that the, the uh, um, we've had a, a non-kicking football player has won it. That's right. So congratulations. When you won that, I mean, it, it resonated with me and it resonated with Charlie about how important and how prestigious that award was. I mean, how was it for you? Was it, was it like, oh, it's another award, or was hey, man, that's pretty cool? Oh, uh, it was an absolute honor. Um, so I had the chance to, whenever I received it, went down to Destin, and uh, you know, it was a big old this is a spring coaches conference. So I go down and you know, meet all the presidents, chancellors, ads, and all that, and that kind of really when it started to sink in. I was like, holy smokes, this is this is an you know, absolute honor to be here and be around these people and you know receive it. And yeah, I mean, that was just something. I was, I was surprised. I really didn't know what was going to happen when I got it, but it was awesome. So how many degrees do you have now? I have two of finance undergrad. I got my MBA, and I'm working on third master's. <laughs> What's Second this master's in? Uh, it's called Workforce Education Leadership. 
So with the board McWhorter, you get a scholarship for postgraduate. Is there anything else you're going to try to do? I know. I've, I've really actually been looking at that. I'm like, I can't even let that go to waste. Um, I don't know. I got to figure that one out, honestly. Can you use it anywhere? Like if you go to any, if you go to Harvard, can you apply to Harvard for postgraduate school? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. All doors are open. Hopefully, we'll see. Anything we can do to help you get in anywhere? I can Charlie, promise. Unless, you, unless Charlie you're looking got to go to Nanawoya for an advanced degree, Bart can't help you. Charlie, you have no ends at Notre Dame. <laughs> no, none. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk football a minute. I, I got to ask you a few things. I want to talk for a minute. We'll talk about some of the guys, but I want to talk about this offense a little bit. And not asking you to reveal, you know, the secret to Coke here or anything. So nothing too inside. One of the things that really struck me, I've never seen a team that had separate coaches for inside receivers and outside receivers. And when you're our age, you just kind of grow up, you're basically maybe an X or a Y in the advanced offenses, somebody would be a Z. You know, if you had a wing back that got to line up out there a few times a game. We had split in, we had flanker. And that was it, right? Sometimes a wing back would go out there. And remember the the wide out, the split in had to like get in a three point stance, you know, with his finger on the ground and a running start. I'm a little bit younger than that. But okay. I mean, yeah, but you, you stood up on the outside. Wing back was off the the flanker was off the line of scrimmage. And so if if you went to a slot receiver when I was in high school, that was big time. If you ever went to the shotgun, it was like, oh, look out. We got some new stuff coming. <laughs> That's real wild stuff. So how much difference is there, like in an ordinary practice, are inside guys just inside guys, outside guys are just outside guys? Do you all cross-pollinate? What happens there? Yeah, honestly, uh, before Coach Leach and staff got here, I'd never heard of inside and outside coaches. So coming here is new. I was like, I right, see how this goes. But actually being a part of it now, I've loved it because it's so much more hands-on, like such a more concentrated group the coaches is focusing on so you can get a lot better depth and detail but in terms of like the receivers I mean if you're for the most part honestly if you're inside you're inside if you're outside you're outside it's very separate for the most parts and usually it's kind of a little different type of skill sets I guess primarily for each position that kind of fit in um but it's pretty separate all right so let me ask you about that the the different skill sets what if I'm going and I'm recruiting a guy in high school what makes me look at this guy and say hey here's an inside guy here's an outside guy what's the what's the big difference uh, for some of our outside guys, I mean, these are the kind of the, the bigger, taller, you know, kind of can stride out deep balls uh, on the outside. And the inside, usually a little bit more of the shiftier, uh, you know, maybe better at fine space, kind of have a little bit more nuance in how they run their routes and what they do within it. And just kind of, kind of that's probably a big divider, yeah. You know, when I think of receivers, and we were talking about the X, Y, Z, H, and, you know, you think of X and Z as the outside guys, and then the H and the Y as your inside receivers. You're listed as an H receiver, by the way. That's what I'm seeing on paper. What's the difference in the H and the Y, the two inside receivers? Is there a difference? I mean, can you cross-pollinate from, from H to Y? Yeah, I'd say within, like, for inside receivers, there's a lot more maneuvering within each. I mean, some players stick on primarily what they run, but everything we do is, like, an inside is pretty similar. So you can pick it up very much, and you can kind of bounce back and forth. Like, I've I probably played 50-50 H and Y. You know, I'm guessing I'm list, listed as that, but you know, I've done both plenty. It's really just kind of in your base formation where you line up, just kind of how everybody has a spot. But it's very similar, honestly. I know one of the other things about high school football back in the day, if you're running a curl, you're in a curl. If you're running a post, you're running a post. Now you, you watch, particularly in the NFL, you see tight ends. A lot of times they'll isolate, have option routes, things of that nature. How many decisions do you have to make about the route you're going to be running after the snap. Yeah, just uh, a big part of us is, you know, is find space. Um, so, obviously, if there's grass, you go and sit in it. If there's man, you kind of usually keep on running. Um, that's kind of like a 
one of the big foundations with Coach Leach and the air raid, and, you know, spacing things out um, horizontally, vertically as much as you can. But obviously some routes, there's a couple that, you know, they're pretty set in stone. You do this, you do this. But there's a good bit of nuance within our routes. That's why, you know, our playbook's so small, but we run each play so many times, especially within practice offseason. Because you had all those mental reps, so you're on the same page as a quarterback, like when you are going to sit, when you're going to keep going. Just looking back over your career, and I know we were kind of joking around about it, but, you know, starting out in Dan Mullen's offense, which was a heavy run offense, even though it was a spread offense. And then Joe Moorhead comes in, and it was more of a vertical style. What were your thoughts when you heard Mike Leach is about to be the head coach at Mississippi State? Was it one of those deals of, oh, my goodness, I'm about to get a ton of touches? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the receivers a dream. You're throwing it, you know, 60 times a game. Uh, that's all you can ask for. And then I went back, you know, just started watching some of his old games on YouTube and just seeing what he did. And there's guys getting touches all over the field. I mean, it's, you know, there's seven, eight guys in the game touching with multiple touches. You know, it's not like you got your, your one-man guy getting ten catches and then your number two has like three. You know, it's, everybody's getting a really good distribution. Let me ask you about a couple of guys that we've got this year. We're kind of talking through the the receivers. And, you know, obviously Makai Polk's gone this year. And, you know, that's a guy that led us in receptions last year. So, People knew him, and the question always becomes, "All right, who's next?" I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to leave yourself out of this a minute, okay? Let's pretend you know that Austin Williams is sitting this one out, and you're coaching. Who you like to be kind of that next guy? Okay, so we're gonna start outside, yeah. So you know, Caleb Ducking, uh, he was Makai's backup last year. Got on a couple of plays. You know, did really well against Vanderbilt. He's a big, tall guy. Uh, he can run really well. I think he's gonna be good. He's a really good off season. I'm honestly excited to see him work. But I think one of the best parts about our outside right now is how much depth we have. And we're like two, three deep on each of the outside guys who can really play ball. You know, with him, we got Nathaniel Harmon, uh, Jordan Mosley. Those are both guys out there, kind of Z position with Duck. Both athletic guys. They can go up and get the ball. And then X, um, you know, got some good experience coming back with Tulu. We see him when he gets the ball on his hands. I mean, he's electric. Um, kick returns, everything else he's done. I think he's really taken a good progression and developed. And then Rara, um, Rodarius Thomas, as a freshman, you know, came in last year, had multiple um, deep ball touchdowns. He's just really natural with the ball in his hands. He does a really good job with it. Kind of got that basketball background, so he's just smooth and he's fluid. But, I mean, he's at a really good camp. I've seen in both of our scrimmages. He's made big plays for us. So I'm really excited to see him go. Um, and also we got Justin Robinson just came in from Georgia. And that was just another big athletic kid. I mean, pretty, pretty as can be. He looks 6'3", I don't know, 2 something. You know what I mean? Just – Good guy, run up, get it, uh, high points the ball really well. So, as I said, we got two, three deep guys on the outside that I think are really going to step up. And, you know, I don't know if we're going to have a 100, you know, catch guy again this year, but I think we're definitely going to have a lot of guys up there. You mentioned the volume. And going to practice, there's footballs flying everywhere. Charlie, I don't know if you saw this or not. There was an article about Bill Belichick, and he was talking about fundamentals and about preseason camp, and it really wasn't about getting involved in plays and getting in depth. It was more or less about working on each player's fundamentals. And then I start thinking about you guys in the offseason and thinking about you guys in practice. How many footballs do you think you catch in a week? That's a good question. Oh. I mean, at least try to get 100 a day, you know, give or take. And that's, you know, within practice, you know, after practice. I mean, I'd say probably minimum 100, you know, five, 500 a day, you know, give or take, five, six, something like that. Um, you know, offseason, that's usually a little bit more. Try to get you know, 100, 200 a day with like camera on with my guys. But I mean, like, there's balls everywhere. From the very beginning, like, how we warm up is just pat and go. So, like, our stretching is we're catching balls. You know, we're running, you know, jogging through slants, jogging goes. Like, that's how you get loose, but. Honestly, I love that because that's part of Coach Leach's really good process. He gets you in a position where all you're doing is you're always doing what a receiver does. You're catching, you're running. 
the thing about catching balls, obviously you guys use the summer to do those things. Um, you and Will, all the guys get together and throw. What is the structure of off-season throwing? I mean, is it guys just we'll go out there and just kind of throw it around? Or you, what are you working on? Yeah, so I mean, first we have like seven on seven, which is you know that's obviously really organized offense, defense. Everybody's out there, kind of going against it. And, you know, iron sharpening iron. Try to do that a couple times a week. You know, pretty good schedule for that. And then on our own, uh, we'll definitely run routes, and uh, you know we'll have guys like Will leading it. You know, I try leading, get some guys out there, and uh, multiple times a week we're out there running. Every Sunday we try to be out there running routes, usually for the most part in the off season, just run and catch as many balls as you can. We talked about the outside guys. And now take yourself out of the equation. Start looking at the H and the Y. What about some of these guys that are, are going to be in the middle this year? Anything jump out at you that fans are going to sit there and say, wow, that guy's made a big jump? i say Rufus Harvey. He's a really talented football player. Um, you know, he's kind of had to do his time a little bit, you know, sitting waiting, but he's been a hard worker, done really well. And this camp, he's kind of jumped out for sure. He's twitchy as can be. And he's, all, he's a super smart football player too because, I mean, this past year, I mean, he's played all four positions of receiver. They've been able to plug and place him in, and uh, he's able to pick it up with no problem. But I think he's definitely going to be someone who's going to step up and do really well for us inside. Talk about Jameer Calvin, another year in the program. Where do you see him? He's good. I mean, he's definitely grown and been a leader. Um, he's been around it for – I mean, he's been around this system for longer than anybody. He just really understands it. He's an extremely, like, savvy route runner. He understands kind of what he's doing as fast as can be. He takes the top off. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be very good. I think he's going to compliment. You see when he gets the ball on his hands, he's really – he's dynamic. I mean, guys miss – and he's just – he's got a very – honestly, like his routes and everything, like one-on-one, he's hard to guard. He really is. All right. A little bit away from the X's and O's. Charlie and I sometimes overthink things. And that's what media guys do. Grass or artificial turf, what would you prefer? I'm grass all day, for sure. Around the places that you have played, the best playing surface that you've played on? I, mean, I got to go to Mississippi State. Well, you other, know, excluded, you know, gotta other than here. Shout out the home team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Harden, fantastic yeah. job. Did a good job. But other places you've been, you sit there and say, hey, this place is pretty good. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Um, I haven't played any places terrible, so that's been good. But, um, I don't know. I mean, shoot, Bama is pretty good, I guess, you know. I just know that just exceptionally, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so why grass over turf? I just like how it feels. Like when you cut, when you start, stop. Uh, just It's just a natural feeling. That's how things should be, you know. So one of the guys we, we haven't talked about, Jaden Wally. You know, the thing I remember about him, obviously, is the big game he had against Georgia over in, what was that, 21? 2020, rather. 20, yeah. I get my years. I, I get my school and football season years a little bit, little bit off. But in any event, we go to Georgia in 20. Wally has the big game. Where Where is Jaden Wally in terms of progressing as a receiver? He's developed a lot. He's uh, definitely kind of been an older guy now and growing in his leadership role, uh, helping him trying to bring everybody else along with him in the receiver room. I love seeing that out of him. Then obviously as a receiver, he's got a lot more fluid and a better understanding of the game, our system, you know, where to be when he needs to be there. Because, I mean, once you get in the ball, he's natural. He's really good. I mean, he obviously knows everything he needs to do. So those big steps he's taking is just understanding the game, where he needs to be, and he's making leaps and bounds. And uh, he's going to be another guy that he's going to do really well for us. You know, one of the guys last year, you know, you're watching a game on a Saturday, and all of a sudden, Christian Ford, you start seeing this guy on your screen. And you're like, I didn't even know he was on the team. And all of a sudden, you think, man, this guy's pretty good. Who are some of the younger guys that have a chance to be that guy that we're looking up one day and be like, wow, where did he come from? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's about Scooby. I mean, he came in as a walk-on, and he just worked his tail off, and he earned that scholarship. And when he got in the game, he made those big plays. 
multiple games, you know, A&M, other ones, Auburn, you know what, like, that's the guy I was really proud of because he's one of the guys always working hard, working extra. He's always out there with me, helping push me, you know, do extra things. So, awesome. Love seeing that from him. Um, but in terms of new guys, I mean, we just got, um, you know, a couple of new freshmen came in. Xavier Thomas, he's outside receiver right now. I think he's really, he's going to be a good player for us. I also got to grow, uh, keep on learning and developing. He just looks fluid out there catching the ball. So, I'm, I'm excited to see him go. You know, one of the things that stood out to me about camp is our defense looks like it has some dudes on it. And just looking at what you guys go against in practice every day and the scrimmages one versus ones, just your early observations of our defense. Good. They are really good. I mean, I think Coach Arnett's one of the best, if not the best, in the coordinators in the country. He is awesome what he does and how he motivates his players and how he gets them to play. I mean, we're just a normal practice, man. Guys are flying around, and, you know, they're banging. It is a physical – fast practice. I kind of love what he does with them. So in terms of our defense, I'm excited. I think we got some really good depth in a lot of positions this year. You know, a couple of transfers, a couple of guys stepping up. I think it'll be good. I think we'll be excited. One of the guys that I have, Bart and I have talked about it, Matt Watts put a piece out on it. Tyra Sweet looks like a guy to me who's got a chance to be a top of the league player. How's he been in camp? He's done great. Uh, he really has been. I think he's one of the most underrated players um, that we have for sure. His physical just skill set, what he has, is awesome. I mean, he can run, jump, he can play. And uh, he's excited. He's taking that next step. He looks great. He looks really in shape. He's rolling around, flying around. Uh, you know, he's, he, gives, he gives the offense everything they can handle up at camp. Um, and I think, you know, two weeks, he's really going to definitely you know, try to make it home. Charlie and I have talked about this several times over the past couple of years. When Mike Leach was hired, the first thing you think of is pass-happy offense. But, you know, you look at other places he's been, but he hasn't had the athletes on the defensive side. And you kind of wonder how much of this program would be about finesse. And then you look at the offseason. Just compare your offseason workouts right now, strength and conditioning staff. It just seems like you guys, like you said, probably is in good a shape as I've seen a Mississippi State team in a long time. Yeah, I think people definitely get misconstrued. They think they're just, we're this air raid. Not, not, I don't want to say soft. You know I mean? We just kind of throw it around receivers, you know, don't want to get hit, whatever it may be. But it does complete opposite. I mean, Coach Leach, everything he wants this program to be is nitty-gritty, tough, the most in shape, hardest-working team possible. I mean, we are – I mean, I've never ran so much in my life, honestly, being a part of it. Just every practice is just routes, routes, running, running. And, you know, going to the off season. Coach Brown, um, our head strength coach, he does a fantastic job pushing us. You know, we got the you know infamous Leech Beach. We're always in there, you know, running around, conditioning, and then we're out there you know, five, six days a week, whatever it may be, just staying active, running, trying to be tough, you know, pushing, raising our ceilings, elevating all all the time. So if we were Bart and I were getting together on a Sunday and we're going to talk about you guys behind your backs, okay, talk about the receivers, I could see us on a hypothetical Sunday saying in the past. We got to get better separation. We got to get better yards after catch. Fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, definitely something we got to look at and try to get better at. There's, you know, there's no uh, can't be uh, emotional or take things hard, right? You got to be able to take criticism, grow with it, and that's what we need as a room. You know, to pay, take that next step and realize what we got to get better at. You know, I was watching a video the other day of an NFL camp where one of the receivers was kind of having the moment with the rest of the team, saying basically. You know, I'm done with excuses. I'm done with guys who can't practice. You know, kind of challenging everybody. Does that have to take place in your room, in your receiver room? Do, do those things – do you guys push each other, challenge each other that way? Yeah, I think we've got a really good room, honestly. I'm lucky to be around a lot of the guys I have. We all push each other every day. There's not, it's not you know, sit-outs. There's nothing soft. or just not like head cases that are taken away from the group, right? 
we're all on the same mission, kind of pushing forward. And uh, yeah, that's been a blessing to be a part of with those guys. We're all just hardworking guys. Just want to do everything they can get better. Well, the one position we haven't talked about is quarterback position. Will Rogers is about to be his, in his third year. What's the differences you're seeing in Will right now compared to years one and two? Uh, first, you know, off the field, just kind of his command and leadership abilities have you know just continue to grow and grow. He's a natural at it, but he's obviously getting more comfortable in that role. You know, bringing everybody along, pushing everybody to be the best they can be. You know, get them to come in early, stay late, whatever it may be. Then on the field, I mean, his his knowledge of the game's grown a ton. He's always in there watching film. So he really understands it better, and like he's really quick to go through whatever reads he might have or whatever. Like within the play, like he's not one that looks lost or confused ever. He knows what he needs to do, where he needs it to be, and uh, he's grown. Honestly, his arms got really well. Um, I'm excited for him. You know, you've been around. We talked about this year six. As you kind of look at this season, you know there had to be a reason to come back, right? I mean, you you had plenty of options to do other things. What made you want to come back? There aren't many people who are four year lettermen now taking a football field. That's pretty rare. What made you want to do this again? I mean, I I love Mississippi State. I mean, the opportunity to be here, play here for this city, state, fans, I mean, it's an absolute honor. Uh, nowhere else I'd really rather be. Um, and, like, the locker room itself, I man, I love the guys in there. That bond you have with those guys, playing with them is special. There's, I really think it's hard to replicate or find that anywhere else. And, uh, so, I mean, there's just, like, why not come back? You know, another chance to play ball, suit up with my brothers. That's all I can ask for. In today's college football – Sometimes there's a lot of fans that are that are sitting out there that may not understand name, image, and likeness in the ways of the world today. And, you know, they're sitting around saying, all oh, those boys are thinking about the next deal they're going to get. I mean, how much are deals and things of that nature actually talked about? I mean, they're talked about, but, like, is that a priority? Is that what people are thinking about day on, day off? I mean, no, absolutely not. Ball is still ball. I mean – and the thing is, like, you got to win to get the shield, right? You got to be a good player. You got to do everything you can. So, you got to be able to take care of football first for all those things to come to fruition for, you know, whatever players may be. Um, so, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not on the back burner, but I mean, it's in the locker room and we're trying to win games. All right. Opening game. It's almost here. Mm-hmm. About a week and a half away, a little over that. Um, where are you guys in terms of preparation? Is it starting to, are you starting to see kind of more of a, a game focus now, or are you, Still kind of in the, the broader approach to, to getting ready. Yeah, so this is like a mock week for us. So, I mean, this, everything we do is exactly like a game week. Starting with Sunday practice, what we would do, all the way out through you know, Friday, going to the hotel, whatever it may be this week. Like, it's this is an exact game week for us, so we're definitely getting ready. Is this the week that really hits you guys? Is this the week that you say, okay, it's here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, guys are starting, you know, getting that excited little feeling in your stomach, whatever it may be. Like, it's it's finally here. finally get the chance to go soup in the stadium. Now, when we when we scrimmage during camp, we're in the stadium. So, kind of seeing that, being in that environment, kind of opens your eyes a little bit. Like, all right, you know, it's close. All right, so last thing, uh, how you feeling? You healthy? You feel good going into the season? Feel great. Feel great. Can't complain at all. Yeah, let's talk about injuries. Any other guy? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, so we've been around Coach Leach. You've been around Coach Leach. Anything that surprised you about playing for Mike Leach? I mean, he is who he is. Uh, how he acts or just – kind of that persona he everyone looks at, like in his interviews and discussions. I mean, he is who he is. And that's one of the things I respect about him the most. He doesn't try to impress anybody or do things for other people. Like he is he's Coach Leach. He's going to stay true to it, you know, regardless of what situation or circumstance. And you know, I admire him for it. Do you think – hey, let's, let's ask Austin. Like, let's think of somebody that's crazy. Do you think Mike Leach has ever met Matthew McConaughey? 
Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, he's went to he went to his wedding. I'm pretty sure he knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows him well. I mean, he's got all types of connections. That man knows everything. I wonder if Mike Leach has ever met Jack Nicholas. That would be the Jack Nicholas or yeah. Jack Nicholson. Well, either one. Actually, either one. Do you think Matt? Do you think Mike Leach has ever met he Jack might, Nicholas? He might. He's just not a golf guy, so I'm not sure who would you know try to go to that avenue. But it wouldn't surprise me if you had. Honestly, I guarantee he's met Jimmy Buffett. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've He's probably s- been on stage together. Well, they've sat together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Austin, I appreciate it, man. Hey, good stuff, man. Always good to see you. Appreciate the time. Enjoyed it. All right, uh, Charlie, as Austin walks out, we'll start talking bad about him. You want to talk bad about him? Is it? Well, I already told him he didn't get enough separation. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, he really did. Just come out and say it. Hey, let me tell you this. Here's what me and Bart think right now. I tried to round it off. Well, he did. He did. Did a good job with that. So, we didn't second guess anything. I can't believe he didn't go with the injuries. I can't believe he just didn't yeah, start just talking. Didn't let about that go. All the guys, you know, getting nicked up, banged up, everybody going crazy right now. Yeah. Could you imagine if we tackled that one? That was fun. It's always good to talk to Austin. Man, what a – He's outside now, so we really can't talk about him. Um, That's a good dude. Man. It's a good dude. Great ambassador. Not just now. We'll be a continue to be a great ambassador for Mississippi State. Hey, once again, this is uh, brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew, three locations. Strange Brew, two Startwell locations. Of course, Spring Street, Highway 12, University Drive, and then in Tupelo with uh, Brupolo. Uh, Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. All the kids are back in Startwell right now. Startwell's a bustling place. A lot of freshmen looking for new hot spots. And if you're a freshman out there listening to the show, that second floor of the Strangebrew location on Highway 12 and Spring Street, great place to go and just get away. And so our good friends at Strangebrew Coffee House. Of course, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at Favorites. Dot com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi and just tremendous customer service, home, life, auto, whatever you're in the need for at Farm Bureau. Our good friends at Tracks Plus, Tracks Plus, uh, just the great forestry equipment with the Barco equipment, Saney excavators, mini excavators, new used equipment, five locations now. You've got Bessemer, Alabama's just come online on uh, Interstate 459 going around Birmingham. But, of course, the original location down in Hickory, Mississippi, then in Startwell, Columbus, Summit, Mississippi, and then in Alexandria, Louisiana. Uh, we talked about Cannon Ford of Startwell last week. Cannon Ford uh, coming back on with us again. And the one thing about the world of auto sales. It's a mess a lot of places. Complete mess. But now they're beginning to get a lot more vehicles right now. But, one of the things that a lot of people do is they buy vehicles in December, uh, year-end, tax situations. But if you're going to buy a new vehicle, want to order something, you need to get that order in. If you're looking for a Ford F-150 or F-250, whatever you're in the need for right now, here at the end of the year, uh, go by and see Chris Keen and the gang out at Cannon Ford and get those orders in right now at the end of August. And so hopefully you can get that uh, vehicle in in the month of December when you're looking for it. And our friends at Bank First, go to bankfirstfs.com for all your banking and lending needs. Charlie. Um, hey, my friend Patrick Mallory. We talk about our friend Marcus Mallory. His yeah. son Patrick was married this past weekend down in New Orleans. I couldn't go, unfortunately, due to a prior commitment. But, you know, Mark's a good dude. His kids are better. Marcus is a fantastic human. I talked to John Shapley just the other day. And, of course, we always talk about Moat Griffin and Dennis Bach and so many of the great people 
with Bank First. And John Chapley's like kind of doing overtime, helping you out these oh, days, man. too, isn't he? I don't know what I'd do without John. Uh, we just finished building the house, and John has been fantastic to deal with and all the questions. And that's a great thing, man. We start talking about Bank First and Farm Bureau and all these guys that we deal with and just how great they are with us on a day-to-day basis, not just uh, talking about ball games and things. Hey, Charlie, um, hey, not much longer now, man. We'll start our midweek show in a couple weeks. We'll do a Wednesday night shows, uh, the out of left field. It'll be on WFCA. Once again, thanks to Chuck Bentley and the the gang over at WFCA, Jason Crowder, for putting that show on on Wednesday nights. And then we'll have our Friday deep dig. That'll be next Friday with the first Friday deep dig. And so, hey, man, football season's here. And you can kind of see that light in, the, in Austin's eyes of, hey, man, it's your football season's right around the corner. Oh, you talk about Leech Beach and summer workouts, and now all of a sudden it all comes to fruition here at the end. It's here. Let's go pile it on Memphis. I'm ready. All right. We'll be back next Sunday-ish. I think we'll be here next Sunday. I don't think anybody's traveling next Sunday. We'll be back, and uh, we'll kind of get you set for, for game week. Next Sunday will be the start of game week. And so appreciate you guys hanging out with us here. Sunday coffee on a Monday. Once again, thanks to our good friend Austin Williams. Sixth year of uh, eligibility. He's been here a while. And so next year he'll probably roll in here and um, and take my place. That guy's good. It's great to see Austin. Great to see you as well, Charlie. Appreciate you listening to us on Sunday coffee. <laughs>